Open your Bibles this morning to Psalms 55. Psalms 55. Psalms 55, and we're going to look at verse 22. A very important verse of Scripture for every one of us that are here this morning. In Psalms 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. I want you to pay particular attention to that. Cast your burden on who? Cast your burden on the Lord. Well, someone prayed one time, Lord, you know, just cast half, you know, Lord, just carry half of my burden and I can carry the rest. No, that's not casting your burdens on the Lord. One translation says, unload your burdens on your husband. (laughs) Unload your burdens on your wife. No, the Bible doesn't say to unload your burdens on one another. We're to bear one another's burdens. That means we're supposed to help one another in a difficult time. But the context of this is talking about worries and cares and fears and fretting and having anxiety. The Amplified Version says it this way. He says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Releasing the weight of it. Does care and anxiety and fears of this life have a weightiness to it? It can be extremely heavy. And God doesn't want us to go through life heavy. Matter of fact, he told us to lay aside the weights. Amen. Or cast your burdens, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Now, you don't need to turn there, but I want to remind you of something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. He said, come to me. All you who, are la- all you who labor and are heavy laden... And I will make it worse. No, he said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest or refreshment for your souls. That's your mind, your will, your emotions. And I like what he said. He said, my yoke is easy. He didn't say his yoke was heavy. Easy. And my burden is light. So it is the will of God for us to go through this life carefree. It is the plan of God for us to live this life fear-free, burden-free. But in order for us to do that, what have we got to do? We've got to throw it over on Him. Cast it over on the Lord. Let's just try that on for size today. Just as an example of how you might do this, everyone lift up your hands and let's just throw our burdens over on the Lord. Let's cast them. That's how you do it. You just cast your care on Him. You cast your burdens upon the Lord. Amen. And so the the book of Matthew, or the book of um, Psalms says, releasing the weight of it. Don't you know that that's the opposite of holding on to it? Amen. 
And the scripture says he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be, ma- ma- to be moved, made to slip, or to fall, or to fail. Now, one thing for sure. If we walk by sight, the tendency will be to fear. The tendency will be to fret. The tendency would be to be burdened down and burdened out. You know, people may say to me, now, Pastor Mark, I know you carry a heavy load in ministry. You know, you're pastoring all these people. You've got this huge responsibility over all these hundreds of people. You've got this huge responsibility over all this building and all these facilities. It must be a heavy load. Well, the load's not on me. I said, the load's not on me. The load is on him. I'm sleeping well at night. Amen. I'm getting ample amount of calories in my meal intakes. Amen. I'm still chasing my wife around the house. I am not too burned out to have sexual relationships with my wife. Amen. Amen. You know, it's like Jesse Duplantis said. Someone said, now, oh, how in the world can you make it? I mean, you've got millions and millions and millions of dollars of television bills and all of these things that come in regularly. He says, I just, when I get my mail, I hold my mail up and say, Jesus, you've got mail. (laughs) Try that. Jesus, Jesus. you've got mail. So I'm encouraging you this morning. Don't let these things of this life, these cares, these heavy burdens, these things that would Try to bring you down. Don't let it settle on your shoulders. Because as sure as you do, you'll lose peace. As sure as you do, you will lose the joy of the Lord. I love what the common English Bible says. He says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will support you. Amen. I love the Lord's support. How about you? Did you know that he's upholding all things by the mighty word of his power? So he says, if you'll just cast your burdens upon the Lord, he will support you. He will support you. I just, I'd rather, a whole lot rather have his support than any natural support. Amen. Amen. He will support you. Hebrews says it like this. He himself, God has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. He said, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, let you down. I will not relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Amen. I'm glad that God's grip don't slip. And so the rest of the context of that in Hebrews says, so we can take comfort and be encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear. Neither will I be terrified. After all, what can man do to me? What can man do to me? 
Saints, if God be for you, it doesn't matter who be against you. If the Lord be on your side, glory to God, you've got it made. Amen? Now, what I want you to see first and foremost in this session today is to cast your cares on the Lord. Another translation says, put your cares on the Lord and he will be your support. Still another translation says, turn your worries over to the Lord. And I love this. He will keep you going. He will keep you going. Say that with me. He will keep me going. He will support me. I'm counting on that. I'm literally counting on that. Now listen very carefully. It is essential essential for you to cast your burdens on the Lord. That is, if you want to be sustained. If you want to be sustained. Amen. You must give your cares to Him. That's what the context is. Doesn't it say that? He says, cast your cares, cast your burden on the Lord, and He will sustain you. Woo! Now, the word sustain means this. He will keep you. He will nourish you. He will feed you. He will provide for you. He will guide you. He will hold you, and of course, it means to sustain you. How are you going to make it through? You're going to make it through to the other side. You're going to make it through difficult situations. You're going to make it through your midnight hours because you've given it to the Lord and because of His sustaining power. Glory to God. Folks, He's got some sustaining power. He's got power to hold you up. He's got power to help you. He's got power to guide you. He's got power to hold you. Cause you to have the victory no matter what comes your way. Now, cares are going to come. Right? Cares are going to knock on your door. They knock on my door all the time. Now, how many of you know you can't prevent a bird from flying over your head? But can you keep it from building a nest in your hair? And we can't prevent the cares of this life from coming. But one thing we can do is we can cast them down. We can resist them. We can refuse to entertain them and begin to think the thoughts of God and have his peace just cause us to rest and be filled with joy. Amen? Now look at 1 Peter chapter 5, and notice with me in verse 7 and verse 8. We're talking to you about keys to being sustained. Keys to being sustained. There are several in the Word of God. We could say it to me uh, this way, keys to having a long, healthy, stable life. Amen? Keys to having a God kind of, a God quality of life. 
Notice with me in 1 Peter 5, verse 7 and verse 8. He says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And then he goes on to say, now be sober, be vigilant, because you have an adversary. How many know your adversary is the devil? He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he what? He may devour. It's your quality decision to declare he may not devour me. And one thing that he uses is the cares of this life. Now notice with me in verse 9. What are the first words of verse 9 in 1 Peter chapter 5? Verse 9 says, resist him steadfast with your faith. Or resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing, of course, that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So, the next time you feel the pressure, the next time you, your mind wants to, or the enemy wants to take your mind down the wrong path. Anybody been on those wrong paths before? You say, no, you don't. No, you don't. I throw that off on you. I throw that off on the Lord. And then when you've thrown your care over on the Lord and you've cast your burdens on the Lord, be happy. Yeah, I said be happy. Go eat some ice cream. Go smell a flower. While he works on it. While he works on it. Hallelujah. You know, I refuse to worry about those things I can't do anything about. And I refuse to worry about the things I can do something about. Because I can do something about it. Yeah. Amen? Amen? That's a worry-free life. Say it with me. I'm living in the fear-free, the worry-free, the carry-free zone. Now, I want to look for a while this morning at Jacob. How many of you remember Jacob? You know, Jacob tricked his brother and, and got the blessing and got the birthright. And, of course, uh, Jacob sold, or Esau sold it to Jacob. And so Esau is upset about it, and he's wanting to kill him. And so Jacob's kinfolk, mom and dad, sent him away to his relatives. And, of course, Jacob went down to Laban's house, and uh, he spent many years there. And so he was in a position where he was out in the wilderness on his way. And he had an experience where he saw some angels, the angels of the Lord. And Jacob experienced the presence of God. And I want you to pick it up in Genesis chapter 28. And let's look at verses 19 through 22. Oftentimes, when they would have an experience with God in a certain place, they would build an altar there. And the place that he built an altar and set and established a place of worship was Bethel. Everyone say Bethel. In verse 19 of Genesis 28, he called the name of that place Bethel by the name of that city that had been loosed previously. I like the sound of Bethel better than Luz. How about you? Then Jacob made a vow. Now notice this is going to be connected with sustenance and him being sustained. If God will be with me. In other words, God, if you will just help me. And if you will keep me in this way that I'm going. 
And if you will give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that when I go back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And all that you have given me, I will surely give a tenth to you. How many of you know that Jacob knew about tithing? Jacob was a tither. His father was a tither. His father was a tither. He knew about it. But I want you to get the picture. He's sent away from his father's house. He's all in the wilderness. Don't you know that as a young man, thoughts are swirling through his mind? Thoughts of concern. Fear must have knocked upon his door. But he said, God, if you will help me, if you will keep me, if you will sustain me, I will serve you every day of my life. I will give you a tenth of all. I will give you all of my energy. I will be a servant of the Most High God. Now let's fast forward. And let's go to Genesis chapter 48. In Genesis chapter 48, we see that he's old and it's time for Jacob to leave. And he's going to pronounce a blessing upon his sons. How many of you know that's a good thing to do? To pronounce a blessing upon your sons, your spiritual sons and your spiritual daughters, your natural sons and your natural daughters. So he's at that place and he's fixing to leave. How many of you know it's a good day when you're fixing to leave, when you're old and you're full of days? When you're old and you've seen it and you've done it, you've bought the t-shirt, you've done everything you want to do, you've served God with your whole heart, that's a great day. Whoo, glory to God. Now notice this in Genesis chapter 48 and verse 15 and verse 16. And he blessed Joseph, his son, and said, God before me, whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this very day. Did God sustain Jacob? Did God take care of the man of God? He said, the God who's fed me all my life long to this day. And the angel who has redeemed me from every evil. Woo! Glory to God. Jacob had some help. Jacob had some sustaining power. Jacob saw the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I left and I went over this Jordan with just a rod. But now I've become as two bands. Are you listening to this, saints? He went out one way, but God added to him. God sustained him. God protected him. God sent his angel before him. He kept him from evil. He fed him and he made him a blessing. That is God's sustaining power. But it was connected to Jacob's heart saying, oh God, if you'd help me. God, if you would just keep me. God, if you would help me to be a blessing, I'll give you a tenth of all. And I will serve you with fervor. I will give you everything I got. Woo, glory to God. God has sustaining power for the righteous. 
And notice with me, he says, the God who's fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who's redeemed me from all evil, bless these lads. I love that. Let your name be named upon them. In the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow into a multitude. Let them grow into the midst of the earth. Did the Lord sustain Jacob? Oh yeah. The question I have for you today. Is he going to sustain you? Will he sustain you? Will he keep you? Will he hold you? Jacob made it through every possible evil presented to him. You think about the day in which they lived. You could go 20 miles down the road and never hear from a person again. They didn't have the kind of communication that we have today. You know that there were things that were set up and arrayed against Jacob, but God kept him. Is God still sustaining and keeping his people today? That's not quite strong enough. I, I believe by, by the end of this little mini-series, you're going to be more persuaded. Hallelujah! God is sustaining me. That's what your confession ought to be. God is sustaining me. My Father is providing for me. My Father is holding me. He is supporting me. I'm going to make it all the way. I'm going to the finish line because I'm honoring my God and God will see to it that I'm sustained. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Don't you know? That he cares for you. If you fall, don't you know that he'll pick you up? I believe that you can make it to the finish line. And you can run your race with his sustaining power helping you every day of your life. And that when you come to the end, you'll be able to stick your chest out and go right through to the finish line. Amen. Think of all, he, all he's already done for you. Question I have for you today, are you going to make it? Are you sustainable? Now, don't forget our text. It's directly connected to casting your burdens on the Lord. Casting your burdens on the Lord. It's difficult to sustain a person that is constantly open up the door to the enemy. It's difficult to sustain a person that is so self-minded... And so filled with fear and care-minded that all they can see is the problem. Amen? Now, it's an easy adjustment for you to make. You can do this. But it's something that must be done and must be done in faith. And every time that comes back to you, you tell the devil where to go. In the name of Jesus. You rise up in faith and you resist that rat i'll tell you he's got nothing good for you he's got nothing good in store for you he is a thief and he comes to steal he comes to kill and he comes to destroy he wants people so filled with care and filled with worry that they don't have any good family life 
He wants people so filled with cares and the worries of this life that they can't even pay attention in church. So he says, well, if you know how poor I was, you know, you wouldn't be able to pay attention either. Well, see, that's the problem. You've got to get your thoughts and your minds aligned up with the Bible. Your thoughts and your heart aligned with Him. Casting your burdens on the Lord. Amen. Try that one more time. Lift up your hands now. Say, I cast my burdens, my cares, all fears, all worries, I cast them on you. Now go quickly to Psalms 91. We're going to call Psalms 91 the Psalm of the Sustained Ones. The Psalm of the Sustained Ones. Notice with me in verse 1. Amen. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. I mean, abiding under the shadow of El Shaddai is a safe place. And it's a happy place. And then he goes on to say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In other words, what we're seeing here today is you must not talk about all of your cares, all of your fears, worries. You must declare, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In other words, release your faith. Believe that He is. Declare that He is. Confess that He is. Acknowledge that He is. Say it with me. The Lord is. is. He is my refuge. He is my my fortress. He is my my God. He is is sustaining me. me. And I trust Him to do that. Verse 3 says, Surely, that's positive, isn't it? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. Hallelujah. And under his wings you will take refuge. Amen. Just like a mother hen covers over its little chicks, those little yellow-headed chicks, under the wing. Amen. That's where God's got you, under his protection. Under the secret place of the Most High God. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Verse 5 says, You will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the the arrow that flies by day. This is a decision not to fear. Say this with me. I make the decision... Not to fear. I'm not afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come Near you. Now that, my friends, is supernatural. Why? Because the Lord is sustaining you. If he hadn't kept you, there's a lot of you that wouldn't be here today. And I am one of them. But think about it. 
if he's kept you up till now, he'll keep you the rest of the way. He'll keep you all the way. Part of that is believing that and saying that. You know, when you, when you start acting your faith and declaring your faith, people will think, well, you're just, you're just full of pride and you're, you're just cocky. No, we can declare that a thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, not because we're so smart. I said not because we're so smart. And certainly not because we're so good looking. But because we have faith in a faithful God that keeps and sustains his people. Now, you do know that ABC, NBC, CNN, and all of the television programs are not designed to build your faith. Amen. I'm not saying turn the TV off and don't watch television. I'm not saying don't be aware of what's going on in the world. But at the end of the day, realize this, that you're not of this world. And the system of this world operates on a different system. We operate on God's Word system. They operate on the world system. God's system supersedes the world system. But you can be living in the world as a Christian and just be worldly as an old hoot all, taking in all the reports. What I'm encouraging you to do, when you hear a bad report, you ought to say, that'll never happen to me. That'll never happen to me. When you hear of someone crashing in a jet, when you hear of a jet going down, you ought to declare, that'll never happen to me. That'll never happen to me. When you hear about all of the genetics involved in your family tree and how that Uncle Joe died of this and Uncle Bill and Aunt Sue died of that and you're next, you ought to just declare to yourself, that'll never happen to me. Amen. Jesus hung on a tree for me. Thank God for my natural family tree. But I'm looking at the tree. I'm looking unto Jesus to keep me. I'm looking unto Jesus to sustain me. I'm looking unto Jesus to help me make it all the way to the finish line. And people won't understand that. And you don't really need to declare your faith in front of a bunch of unbelievers. Just in your heart, you ought to be able to say, No, 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 no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. That's not going to happen to me. Glory to God. Well, you know, people that have the disease that you're standing against, you know, normally they die by such and such an age. That'll not happen to me. That'll not happen to me. Amen. Try that on for size. They say, that'll not happen to me. It's not because you're smarter. It's not because you're such a hot rod. No, it's because you have knowledge and inside information into the B-I-B-L-E that God is sustaining you. Do you believe in his sustaining power? Do you believe that he can take you all the way to the finish line? You know, if you're going to go all the way to the finish line, you're going to have to have his help. (laughs) You're going to have to have his help. So so don't don't walk through this life like you're all that. Don't walk through this life like you're something on a stick, because God will take that stick and make little toothpicks out of it. Or the enemy will. No. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Be like Jacob and say, Lord, if you'll keep me, I'll serve you with everything I got. I get concerned for Christians that are out of church. I get concerned for Christians that are out there doing their own thing. Thinking that they're going to be sustained. 
just by virtue of the fact that they're in Christ. My brothers and sisters, there is a positioning that we must be involved in to position ourselves for God's best. And one of them is not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And I know I'm preaching real good because I'm preaching to the choir on Sunday morning. All right. (laughs) Amen. Shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here's another thought. Invite the Lord to warn you. Invite the Lord to check you. Be conscious of His indwelling presence. He knows the future better than you know the past. He knows whether you should do this or do that or not do this or not do that. Invite Him. Just, Lord, if any time in my life I'm about to get out of step with you, I'm about to do something you don't want, Lord, just warn me. Check me. That's because you're in covenant with him and that you can trust him that he will check you. He will warn you and he will keep you. Don't you know that's important in your relationships? That's important with who you get connected with in life. Amen. Now notice in verse 8 he said, Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because, because you have made the Lord your refuge. You've done it just like Jacob's done it. Even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil is going to befall you, nor shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. That includes West Nile virus. That means there's supernatural sustenance, supernatural protection. Long before Star Wars, there's a field of favor surrounded around his people. There's a shield of protection around his people. There's a shield of sustenance for the people of Almighty God. Come on, somebody. Why? He's going to give his angels charge over you. I could testify if I had time this morning how many times the angels of the Lord have protected me. The angels of the Lord don't encamp around a bunch of loosey-goosey, sloppy agape Christians. The angels of the Lord encamp around about those who reverence Him, who fear Him, who serve Him with all of their might. Now, thank God for the other side of the coin. There's always mercy. But we do not want to push the envelope, if you will. He's going to give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Say with me, I'm a kept man. I'm a kept woman. I'm kept by the power of God unto salvation. Now notice he says, in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You're going to tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because, because, this is conditional. Because you at heart of the bay have set your love upon him. He will deliver you. He will send you on high. Because you've known his name. When you call upon him, he's going to answer you. Answered prayer is part of his sustaining power. He said, I will be with him in trouble. Anybody ever had some trouble? Trouble comes to us all. But we've got one on the inside who can rise up within us and sustain us and trouble that troublemaker. Hallelujah. I'll be with him in trouble. Listen to this. I will deliver him. He will deliver you. He will honor you. And I love this. In verse 16, he says, With long life. 
will I satisfy him with long life. Will I make him happy, happy, happy. And I will show him my salvation, my deliverance, my sustaining power. So your part in this is to cast your burdens on the Lord. Your part in this is to resist the devil. Your part in this is to declare what his word says. And your part of this is to live for him every day of your life. And his part is to sustain you and to keep you. The picture of Jacob that we looked at this morning is God's will for you. It's a picture of every child of God when they come into this world until they go home. His saving power is yours. My prayer for you this morning is that you would finish everything that God has called you to do and that through His enabling and His sustaining power that at the end of your life that you would be old and full of days and full of the blessing of the Lord. Say it with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. I receive your word today. I declare that I'm burden free. I'm care free. And Lord, I ask for your help. Thank you for deliverance from all the evils. Thank you for freedom from the curse of the law. I declare what is happening in this world doesn't come near me. God is happening to me. Good is happening to me. Thank you, Lord, for sustaining me. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me. Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ. Well, did you get anything today? Let's give him glory then. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord.